Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Trigger warning. The following episode contains descriptions of graphic violence, sexual assault, and adult language. Viewer discretion is advised. I'm Danielle. I'm Max. And each Wednesday, we crack open a bottle of wine and dive into some thrills, chills, and spills. This is Innocent Till Tipsy. Hi. Hi. What a nice shirt you have on. (laughs) Hey, I love that sweatshirt you have on there. Wow. We have merch. (laughs) We're very proud. I'm so excited. It's really cool to see it in real life. I am like, (laughs) yeah, I'm so happy it's here. I'm so happy it made it here. We like before we got into town and everything. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. So we are on part two of the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard saga with the finger. So if you did not watch part one, you're going to need to go back in time. Should we do? In time. Right? (laughs) Or just go back in episode. (laughs) Travel back in time. Huey Lewis in the news starts (laughs) back in time. Okay. Joining up Amber Heard, not a great marriage if you haven't heard the news. Um, They were in this debacle in Australia where Johnny lost the tip of his finger. Lots of, he said, Like literally lost, like Like, they were looking for it. Like, yeah, it was severed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't find my finger He got MRSA, like could have died. Not a a good time. Um, So people were looking for it. Um, As always, for anything that we talk about concerning this case, we're looking at um, court transcripts, court documents. Um, Also, there's audio um, from this incident that was accidentally recorded. For five hours. For five hours <laughs> on a certain person's phone, Amber, um, that no one knew kind of was being done except for, I think, misheard. Um, but yeah, so basically Amber says that Johnny, due to a dr- drug and alcohol-fueled bender, um, lost his mind, held her hostage for three days. Even, even though, though there's people <laughs> around and vehicles around. And she has her phone. She has her phone. She, and she admits to the court that she could have left at any time, but... It felt like a hostage situation to so her. So a not hostage, hostage so situation. <laughs> a little melodramatic there. Um, and um, she says that during that time, well, I mean, her story's changed. So originally she said yeah. that he punched a wall so many times that the tip of his finger was severed in that. Then she said that he had been str- holding her with one hand and using the other to smash a phone into the wall. The phone that wasn't... Like very specific detail. Very phone. specific, yeah. Yeah, the mint it's green. Like green rotary jack whatever it was I was like what so smashed that into the wall and the tip of uh, his finger was cut off during that while he was smashing a phone while he was smashing the phone right and then it's finally changed to she came downstairs on the third day and he held up his finger and was was like look what you did to me and like made me do or like whatever and she's like I don't know when it happened I assumed it'd been when the phone had happened but I don't know I just want to see like a t-swift look what you made me do overlay of that one (laughs) you're like (laughs) oh my gosh so we did last episode we went through two of Amber's statements concerning this the one for Fairfax 
Virginia and along with um, the United Kingdom. We looked a little bit at her transcript from when um, Johnny's lawyer was questioning her about the incident. And now we're going to dive into Johnny's statement about the incident because Johnny claims that Actually, what had happened was they got into an argument about the postnuptial. They were he wanted to get a postnup, and she did not want that. Oh, but and, she would sign anything. Oh, she would sign she anything. Was sign anything before. Well, sure. the, what's interesting though, I did looking in the court documents. I forgot to mention it yesterday. I was listening listening back to our episode and um, he. It has been confirmed she did have that meeting with his lawyers about the postnup. Oh, so that did happen. So, I mean, I know she's saying like, we weren't arguing about the postnup. It was about Christie's influence on Christy, Johnny Depp's sister's influence on him and everything else. But I'm like, girl, I think you were arguing about the postnup. He says that during that argument, she threw a vodka bottle at him and his hand had been resting on the marble surface of the bar countertop. The vodka bottle hit his hand, exploded, and severed the tip of his finger. So that's Johnny's side, and we're going to get into Johnny's side this episode. But before we do that, let's drink. Let's drink. <laughs> we need the drinks for let's this. Let's drink this. Um, so we have aptly picked uh, this or er, this wine that's aptly named Sinister Hand, even though you didn't lose a hand. But listen to this story. Hang on before we pour this. Oh, I'm excited. Okay, first off, it's a red blend, 2019. This is a $21 bottle. We are stepping it up. It's above the $20 mark. Nice. $21. Um, okay, long ago, predating the 11th century, the families that became modern-day O'Neills and O'Reillys were feuding over the land that became their ancestral home. So to settle the dispute, they had like a rowing competition <laughs> to row across, uh, I don't know, a lake? Okay, row across the lake, and whoever's boat was, or whoever was to touch the land first was supposed to win it. So O'Neill's boat was falling behind. So a member of the crew grabbed his own sword, cut off his hand and threw no. it and threw it ashore, touching it first, <laughs> winning the title to rule the land. Uh, the island <laughs> fortress on this land can still be visited on, I'm going to slaughter this, Lau Oster in count, County Cavern. So sinister hand. Can it's I just be, say? It's supposed to be like the hand. Yesterday we looked at Three Finger Jack, and now we've got this. And both stories had severing a part of like fingers. Yeah, or girl, hands. that's why I picked these. It's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Very on. Everyone's theme. losing digits or yeah, man appendages. You imagine like cutting off your hand to win a race. <laughs> I mean, they want to land for their family forever. I guess. Did he get it back? No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's taste this. Yeah, give it a swirl, a little taste. 14.1 alcohol by volume. Wow. A little bit stronger cool. than what yeah. we're used to by like a person. Cheers. Oh, I like that. You don't I like-, like it, but I was surprised. It's like um, not soury. It is a little like there's citrusy. That's the right word. Let's see what. Okay, tell me what you taste. Oh God, my shakes are so bad. This like you need the wine. They're really bad. Does wine affect you? So it actually smooths my shakes out. So if you guys don't know, I have this wonderful genetic thing. Um, It's called a non-essential tremor, and basically, or essential tremor. Basically, I just shake. (laughs) And my grandmother had it, and um, by the end of her life, she was Mm -hmm. like this. So most likely by the end of my life, I'll be like this. Um, I know I get called out sometimes on my TikTok, because sometimes, you know, it's really bad. Oh, because you're holding your phone. Yeah. So sometimes it's really bad. So um, it's just like a neurological disorder. Like, it's not going to kill me or anything. It's just the shakes. So it um, mainly, like... 
I don't know. It's like coffee really affects it. So I did have a lot worse. of coffee this morning. Makes yeah, worse. makes it worse. But I will say like drinking a glass of wine usually like mellows me out a little bit more. Um, or if I've had a really late night and I wake up, sometimes that makes me like a little bit more jittery. jittery. Mm-hmm. We know we haven't been sniffing it either. What do you smell? I smelled it, um, but I can't oh. tell. It smelled like wine to me. But you're like, speak for yourself. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> um, I kind of almost taste, and I, I may be very off with this, strawberries a little. Mm, I could see that. All right. Well, well, that's really close. That makes sense. Raspberry, a hint of vanilla, oh. and then a soft, juicy texture, well-balanced acidity. So, yes, we are both, we're getting better at this. We are. I will say it is, uh, when you said juicy, it is very, like, it's not drying that mm-hmm. much. It's, yeah. it's very thirst quenching if that makes sense when you're thirsty drink some sinister (laughs) black cherry and a hint of toasty french oak and that's Mm. what we got on this one 21 dollars i like it 21 dollars i want to get curled up because we're liking our comfy merch i know it's like so cozy it is so cozy i like i like a big oversized sweater so this is like Perfect. I like a good white tea. So and we've got I'm so excited. I haven't received like our toque yet. We got a toque that's Canadian speak, but like Oh, it's like a what? Oh yeah, it's like <laughs> yes. a little knit hat. Yeah. Yes. And then um gosh, we got stickers. Like I'm really excited. So we'll put the link down below if you want if you want us on stuff, like you can you it's can just get it. It's kind of fun. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. We did have mentioned like we've been brainstorming maybe a contest for like wine <gasps> yes. glasses or something. So if you're sweet. interested in that, let us know because I would love to do that. You can I think drink it'd be fun. Like us with us. with us <laughs> perfect all right and I'm usually in the comment section too when we do like our premieres so yeah pour yourself a glass of wine and we can like chat while we talk about Johnny Depp Amber Heard or like whatever else so let's see what Johnny said happened March 2015 I understand from my solicitors that the defendants alleged that when Miss Heard and I were in Australia in March 2015, I had subjected her to a three-day ordeal of physical assault, which left her with injuries, including a broken lip, swollen nose, and cuts all over her body. Miss Heard and I were in Australia in March of 2015 while I was working on the Pirates of the Caribbean film series. There was a significant argument between me and Ms. Heard on the 8th of March, during which I sustained a severe injury, as described below. The defendant's allegation that this happened on the 3-4th of March 2015 is inaccurate. As we yeah, said we were like, last, that timeline doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make right? any sense. It's we were like, talking about it after, too, because his his finger would be like gangrene, like yeah, by, because it would be over. A surgeon would just like toss it out. Like yeah. You, like a week later, geez. It would be of no use still. to like even try to find it. So it didn't happen then. It definitely no. happened on the 8th, especially since he was discharged from the hospital on the 8th of March. So her story, like not even the dates make sense. He says, I did not subject Miss Heard to any physical abuse throughout this period. I was not violent towards Miss Heard in any way during this time or at any time, and Miss Heard did not suffer any injuries. This was a highly difficult time for me with Miss Heard, and there was a series of arguments instigated by Miss Heard, but I did not commit any act of violence against Miss Heard. The only person who was harmed in Australia, and grievously so, was me on March in March 2015 when, as I described below, Ms. Heard threw a vodka bottle at me and cut my finger off when the bottle exploded on the bar which my hand was resting. So he starts to kind of list out the, her claims. I'll try to like, because we, we literally just read her claims in the last clip, yeah. but I'll try to just summarize. We literally read the entire thing. Yeah, yep. so go back. But he's talking about the MDMA pills that supposedly he chased down with liquor. 
I did not take MDMA or any other drugs in early March 2015, the time of which the allegation refers to, which is the day that I described below, nor did Miss Hurd find a bag of MDMA pills at the time. I also do not remember having any conversation about um, MDMA with Miss Hurd at this time. Now, to play devil's advocate a little bit here um, and to be... Um, I want to be forthcoming and not... Like, obviously, I'm biased. I'm biased for Johnny. Sure. But, like this whole thing was a mess. So there were texts. We mentioned Nathan Holmes in the last episode, his one of his personal assistants. Yeah. So there were texts between him and Nathan Holmes that happened between the 27th of February through to March 7th, 2015. So right before right the finger the, incident. Yeah. Okay. So here's what they say on the 27th of February, Johnny says disappear. We should have more happy pills. Can you? Nathan says, yes, we can. I'm giving them to Steven to give to you. Yay. XX. Then on the 2nd of March, Johnny says, where, where is the other one? And Holmes says there was two G grams in a jar. Are you out? The guy carried two a day and more tomorrow. He said it's because he's caught. He says it's because if he's caught with another two in it's 20 years in prison. I can try another guy and get one more for when you pick Malcolm up. And then Nathan says, I'm going to meet the man now. You will have it when you get here. And then Nathan says again, then I'm going to get more in the morning. And Johnny says, go. And then Depp, Johnny says, um, fucking give me the goddamn numbers. I'll take care of this shit. Don't bother me. Nathan says, where are you now? If they don't have it, I can't get it. It's someone that works on the film, not a professional dealer. I will bring it to you. I'm sorry. Um, no, you're not. Why? That is not part of the job description. And I'm telling you now, anyone, any of you guys start to lecture me. I just do not want to hear it. I'm a grown man and I will not be judged and I will never live in this cage of a world any longer. And then on March 7th, Johnny says, also, may I be ecstatic again, helps color me deceased. And then he says, need more of the whitey stuff, ASAP brother and the e-business. Please, I'm in bad shape. Say nothing to nobody. So that to me says um, you're getting cocaine and some ecstasy. Stuff, yeah. Yep. So, yeah. And whether he, like, I don't know if he was using it those days or what, but he was like it sounds Literally, like Nathan he's was, not clean. Yes. And I will say, Jerry says in the audio, like they're concerned about his sobriety. Jerry's sure. concerned. And he even talks about Nathan being fired about this whole well, nonsense. Well, yeah, because Nathan at best is an enabler. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, they Johnny's were trying to be sober. He's going to OD was what his concern was. And sure. he was like, yeah, no. So, um, so talking about him slamming her against the collarbone, the countertop, all of that. Remember that yeah. from yesterday. So he says the events described below above did not happen as alleged immediately before March 8th, 2015, Ms. Hurd had a conversation with my then lawyers, Bloom Hergott, who explained to her my intention to enter a postnuptial marital agreement to protect my assets. She was enraged that there would possibly, there would be a postnuptial agreement and that she was not included in my will. Ah, that's why. <laughs> yep. There it is. There it is. Now we know why. Makes sense. <laughs> All of it makes sense when you bring that in. When I woke up the morning of March 8th, 2015, which I recall was my day off, I found Miss Heard watching TV in the house where we were staying. She was still very angry with me, saying things to the effect of, I do not care about her, that we don't even have a joint, we don't even have joint credit cards, and that I don't want to look after her. 
What she was saying was utterly irrational, but as I had always tried to do, I tried to calm her down, but I soon realized that it was impossible. So I did not want to engage with Miss Hurd as I had learned from prior experience that there was no point in doing so. She would simply get more and more irate. Accordingly, I spent the day trying to avoid Miss Hurd in the house and retreating from her when we came into contact. I believe the house in Australia had at least seven bathrooms, and at various points, I hid in all of them to avoid Miss Hurd. <laughs> oh my God, it's so strange to be a fly on the wall at this house for a bodyguard. Well, not even this house. So I did yesterday, and I meant to put this on my computer, so let me just pull up my cell phone like a freak, but I was looking through stuff yesterday, and I found more on this hiding in bathroom stuff. Um, so They're bear always with me. like hiding from each other. Oh, they're always retreating from each other. Well, he is, but she, like, if you listen to the audio, she's like, you keep leaving my marriage and like, you're not fighting for this. You're not fighting for us. And it's like, well, no. Cause like when you're trying to get away from a situation. Yeah. And he said like, when you get physical, I have to leave. Like I, you know, like I'm going to lose it. Like, come on. We've got to change how we do things. And I want to trust you. And I feel like all the trust is gone. All the fucking trust is gone in the relationship because you keep splitting. I'm not gonna be in a physical fucking altercation don't. with you. Then don't. You fucking hit me last night. You fucking. What about all the other times you split? So this is from an October incident in 2015, but this was his text to Paige Hurd, so Amber's mother. My sincere apologies, darling Paige. But today slash tonight, she threw a fit, which I could feel coming. Apologized to her a thousand because I ruined her night by hiding in the only place that she can't get to me—my bathroom. And texted with Jack for a bit, his son. And then showered because she was hateful, hurt, and treated me like the scum of the earth. As I walked out of the door, she burst out and began her hugely insulting tirade by throwing a bottle of iced tea at the back of my head. I now have left. I actually had to ask security to come in and intercede, just like I did the last time she punched me in the jaw a couple times. And those are texts, texts, like just reminding everyone, mm-hmm. texts to her mother mm-hmm. that he didn't have to like share with anyone. They weren't like public mm-hmm. until the court case. So it's not like this overly fabricated, like publicized, like showmanship of a thing. No. It's like a private text. Yeah. Cause she, Amber subpoenaed her parents own tech. Well, all of his contacts, text messages between these certain years. So then all of this started coming out. Comes so. out. Jeez. And she's a thrower. She's always throwing she's something. She's a thrower. <laughs> <laughs> like, be careful. Man, oh man. However, she would go after me and endlessly hurt me with insults. I remembered asking her to stop fighting multiple times that day. One of those times for at least 45 minutes when I was sitting on the floor simply begging her to leave me alone. But she just wouldn't stop. And I do want to pause on that. You remember that video that came out um, from TMZ a few years ago of him in the kitchen slamming cupboards? Did you see that video? No. So to me, it's always looked this way. So she had, and she'd only released part of it. She didn't release the full. Oh, so the edited. The yeah. full was released when this court stuff started coming out because it's public record, right? Sure. And it's only like a two minute long video. Um, but at the end, you can hear her laughing as she walks away with the phone because she's recording him in his own house. Like, uh-huh. He's one of the most 
famous people and I would be pissed if you're recording me in my fucking home I would be like my home are you kidding me and he had just found out he lost like I think four million it was some ridiculous sum of money from his own management team that was stealing stealing from him him. because then they ended up in another lawsuit with like that whole thing where they found he found out that they've been you know taking his money yeah Something happened to you this morning? I don't think so. Um, no, that's the thing. You want to see crazy? I'll give you fucking crazy. That's crazy. Oh, you're crazy. Oh, you're crazy. Yeah, have you drunk this whole thing this morning? Oh, you got this going. You got this going? Just started it. Oh, really? Yes. Really? Not his best moment, that's for sure. Not he's his in his own home. He's not abusing her. He, no, he's not. He's angry clearly about something or some situation, and yeah. he's slamming cabinet doors, and he's not even um, addressing her. No, he wants to be honest, her to, like, like she's addressing him. Like, what happened? Are you mad? Like, what she, whatever she says, not are you mad? But like, and he's we like, woke up this morning and you were so, so happy because yeah. he didn't know people were embezzling fucking funds. Yeah, from him. he's like around, like, like stomping around, slamming his own stuff. Yeah. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Why I In don't, that video. I don't understand why she's... if. Like you said to the point yesterday, you were like talking about how like 
you wouldn't per- if you were in an abusive situation, you, you would try your best not to provoke someone to the just point. Just leave them alone. Yeah, because you she, think like, she wouldn't be recording him, yeah. provoking him. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's not even an incident where he's come at her. She's come at him. She's placed the phone. You know, like, and she keeps hiding her hiding the phone. Like she's clearly trying to like hide that she's recording him. Yeah, and I know like in abusive situations sometimes. They say like, yeah, like if you feel in danger, record your phone or whatever. Of course, yeah. But this is not, this does not seem like that situation to me because he's not even talking to her, engaging her. He seems like he doesn't he's even like, want her he's there. He's like, get out of my space. Yeah. I'm really like frustrated. Like nothing happened to you this morning. Right. Like, yeah. Just asking her to leave him alone. Like I can, I can see that. So the, just from like that clip alone. He's that he like, hides in his bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I gotta have my space. Yeah. At some point, I went to the downstairs bar in the house we had hired in order to avoid Miss Hurd. However, Miss Hurd followed me and continued screaming at me abusively. I cannot remember exactly what she was saying. Under the stress of the situation, I poured myself a glass of vodka and drank it. It was with this glass that I broke my sobriety, but I needed to numb the pain that I was in as a result of Miss Hurd's insults and behavior. So I was talking to my mom about this because of those text messages. Because I was like, if he's doing these drugs, he's obviously not sober. He's just talking about alcohol. Yes. My father was a drug addict alcoholic. I don't know if he still is, maybe. But (laughs) she said normally they tend to talk about it like it's almost two separate things. So she was like, maybe. Alcohol sobriety. Yeah. So she's like, maybe that was what he was referring to. Um, Because he had said he had hadn't drank for like nine months prior to this. Um, when Ms. Hurd, and that he said that in transcripts when the lawyers were asking him. Um, when Ms. Hurd came down, she accused me of drinking again. I think I said words to the effect of, yeah, apparently I'm drinking again. This angered her hugely, so she walked around the bar area, took a bottle of vodka, and threw it at me, narrowly missing my head and swashing, smashing into the mirror and bottles behind me at the bar. The first bottle she threw at me was a standard size, and he lists what the size is. I tried not to react, so I got up and slowly walked around the bar myself, grabbed a bigger bottle of vodka, and poured myself another glass. This enraged Miss Hurd further, and she came over and grabbed the bottle from me. I then swung back around the bar stool, and Miss Hurd threw the bottle at me as hard as she could from a fairly short distance. The bottle smashed against my hand, which was resting on the marble top of the bar, severing the top of my finger and fracturing multiple bones. A photograph of which he is um, attached of the finger that we saw last time. Lack thereof. Yeah. Despite the severity of this in- injury, Ms. Hurd continued shouting at me and then proceeded to put a cigarette out on my right cheek. So we can see that in this yeah, photo I was like, here. Where's the... Yeah. Excuse me. So this is when they returned to Australia together in April when she smuggled the freaking dogs in. I honestly can't believe that it's the poop that broke this marriage. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like the least of concerns. Like, someone poops in your bed, you're like, we can clean that. Like, someone <laughs> cuts your finger off. But yeah, the finger, I mean, even, but I can't believe he sent that text to Christy, like his sister of like, forget the postnuptial. We need to be thinking about an annulment. And then we talked about that in part one, but then it's like, why did we, what made you reconcile and get back in this? Because this is a mess. This is like mess after mess after mess. So these, this is them returning in April. I have the date listed. Oh God, this looks like a rough situation. They look like a disaster. Yeah. Anyways, it can't be enjoyable. Like, it's clearly abusive. Mm. I'm saying, like, even for Amber to want to stay in this, why would this be enjoyable for anybody? 
Well, she gets those penthouses for her friends and that Range Rover. It like, barely, but she's complaining about all the stuff she doesn't get. So, like, <laughs> no joint credit cards. You don't cards. have joint credit cards. Like, <laughs> but I will say, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I look back at my abusive relationship. I'm like, why did he want to stay in that? And I'm like, well, it's a good high to, like, I really do think but he's she abuser. likes controlling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I guess. Oh, it's just so awful. Yeah. Crazy. The allegation that my finger was injured in the way that it was by smashing a plastic telephone against the wall is ludicrous. And we talked about how her story has changed in the last one. And we even, um, Johnny is talking about how she said, I, I, uh, she said, I was, did it by punching a wall. Like that's literally like his quote. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so no. we've changed this again. Awesome. Love it for us. Um, the injury, which amputated part of my finger, was very severe and required a significant amount of me- medical attention. The treating medical doctor said this is an injury of velocity. It could not have been caused in the manner alleged by Ms. Hurd. Initially, I did not feel the pain in my finger, but felt some warmth. And I d- talked mm-hmm. about that yesterday, too. Yeah. I then noticed that the top of my finger was missing, and I was essentially looking at my bones. Ugh. And then some. It's just rough. Yeah, you got to see like oh I don't God. know if we can get the uncensored photo because I think it's yeah like because TMZ, it's but... not a punching accident. No. It's not a, a smashed my phone on my finger accident. No, I can tell like if that that's a full bottle, a huge bottle of vodka. It looks like you held onto a firecracker. Yeah. Accident. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's a mess. Mm-hmm. Oh man. When Miss Hurd saw this, she realized the severity of my of what she had done, and she freaked out and began shouting. <laughs> She starts shouting. (laughs) At this point, I was in a state of distress and severe shock. I did not have a specific recollection of what happened next. At some point, after she threw the bottle that cut off my fingertip, Miss Hurd also put a lit cigarette out on my cheek. The severity of these injuries brought about a personal realization of the severity of the abuse that Miss Hurd had inflicted upon me for so long. I couldn't believe we have come to this. I wondered what more she could do to me. I don't know if he Mm. says it in this, but like when they were, I think it was in his transcripts. Maybe I'll read it in just a minute here. We'll see. But um, he had said at one point, like concerning his messages that he left, he thought the relationship was done at this point. So he was like his final departing words to her of like, and then he also said he was in shock. So he doesn't really remember like doing those things, like writing and because he used his his finger writing in the blood and and the paint all over the lampshade and the mirrors and whatever. Yeah. I admit that at this time I wrote on a mirror and walls and blood and paint, but my precise recollection of that particular time is not good given the state of shock I was in. There was an incident once where Amber lied to me about Billy Bob Thornton, so I wrote his name. Other than that, I do not recall exactly why I wrote what I wrote. I was in a terrible state. At this point in the day, Miss Hurd had gone upstairs to the bedroom of the house, and I was downstairs. At some point, I realized that I would need medical assistance, and so then my then head of security, Jerry Judge, came to the house along with some others. I cannot remember exactly who was present as I was delirious from the pain. I believe then I, I believe we then went to the hotel where other members of my team were staying and in which I had a room. On arrival at the hotel, we went up to the hotel room where my team, including Mr. Duders, looked at the injury of my finger, which had been covered until this point, and we decided that we needed 
to immediately go to the hospital. I was in considerable pain and distress at this point, but I believe that Mr. Judge and Mr. Connolly then drove me to the hospital where we stayed for a couple of hours while my finger was being treated. I do not remember much of this period, but I believe that I was taken to the hospital around 6.30 on March the 8th. Did they, did they do toxicology or anything like um, yeah. on him at the hospital? So I don't know about toxicology or anything, but he did not in his... Or drug screens, I guess. Would be. In his discharge letter, there is no treatment for exhaustion. It was if he'd stayed up for three fucking days, like she said. Yeah, he she had. said he was in like a bender. Yeah, he would have been treated for that along with he did he wasn't treated for dehydration now one of the doctors did say he wasn't coherent in that sense but johnny admitted that he was drunk like he had been drinking at this point in time so like because they won't talk about surgery you know or anything else until you're you're home right um and i loved how in the end of her statement she was like for which he had to be somewhat sober for i'm like he had to be fully sober to get surgery like shut the fuck up amber Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is his, um, and he had, they had used a pseudonym. So they wrote in Johnny Depp there. Cause like, obviously he couldn't right, go into the in hospital. Under an alias. Yeah. And it says like the diagnosis of the finger, but they do say it looks more like a crushing mechanism and not like he'd cut his fingers on the onion, which was his original story made up by Jerry judge to like not have the media know what the hell he'd done or they'd done. Oh. So it sounds like they just couldn't Put it back on. Yeah. So well, his just, fingers like, still messed up to this day. If you see so it, it sounds like they just mm-hmm. like, yeah, ri- like cleaned it. Like it's not Novocaine and whatever no. that kind is like numbed it, mm-hmm. cleaned it, sewed it closed, sent him home with augmentin, which is just like an antibiotic. They were like, let it heal. Let it, well, he did have surgery. So he went in to see a, a like a professional surgeon or what a hand surgeon the next yeah. day on the ninth um, and discussed things with him. And then he went back to LA and he did have several surgery, surgeries after that. I do know it that probably to, like, makes sense. Like that's mm-hmm. probably what they did it for a trauma, mm-hmm. you know, to like, yeah. And after, so we're going to be still kind of talking about March incidents in the next episode that we're going to be talking about. And this is when he got Marcel, like with the surgery and everything. I mean, he had paint in it, all sorts of, Oh, ugh. so yeah. So this is when, and so he started suffering from that shortly after his, his surgery. So, so crazy. Yeah. Maybe don't finger paint. Don't you, finger. You your finger. <laughs> I literally though, like, I don't think I would finger paint. Mind you, I'm not an artist, um, but I would definitely have poured more vodka. I would like, okay. Oh, <laughs> oh my this. gosh. Oh, man. So. I guess between the alcohol and the adrenaline, yeah, like you said, he just felt like it was warm until <laughs> he realized he's like missing it. Yeah. So he says, having been treated at the hospital for at least a couple of hours, I then returned to the hotel where I went to sleep. So he didn't didn't go home back to the house while Amber was there. And like Good, said, smooth move. Good. Yeah. And like I said about the audio that we'll listen to parts of, like, they're like, just get her the fuck out of Australia. Like, we can't have her here. Like, she's got to go home. And like that, it's just them trying to convince her to go home like he doesn't need you here i don't know why they would have to convince her that hard she assaulted him clearly she, if his <sighs> finger's missing like do you want to get locked up in australia well i mean i she was like i don't want to leave him i, I mean no but i mean like all it would take is for him to be like it was her she threw a bottle oh yeah i know abuse domestic abuse i know like put her in jail for a little bit i know but that was never like a, a thing it was like you know when you get to la like you'll you'll talk it out like whatever else even though dr kipper did say she shattered the bone like that i, I can't get over him mean like she shattered the bone like so she did it 
Like the, he didn't know they were being recorded. So yeah, yeah. stop yeah, it. That's true. Um, I then returned to the hotel where I went to sleep. Over the course of the next few days, I told my various employee employees what had actually happened to cause my finger injury as described above. However, I did not want to attract press attention or distract from the filming of parts of the Caribbean. Accordingly, I instructed my various employees to say, if asked, that I had had an accident where I had caught my finger in a door. After I left the house with my finger injury, I did not see Miss Hurt again until I returned to America later in the month. Either the next day or shortly after the house manager, Ben King, accompanied Miss Hurd on the flight back to Los Angeles. Mr. King attested, and he said this in his witness statement, that on the flight home, Miss Hurd confessed to him, have you ever been so angry with someone that you just lost it? Um, we already know that that happens to you, a.k.a. <laughs> the airport. <laughs> like, the airport. You, you have a history of just losing it like, yeah. and throwing shit. Like, all the time? yeah. Yeah, so there are some text messages from Johnny um, in this little transpiring event. So this was him. This is something the son tried to use to say that he had cut his own finger off. So this is his text. Hi, fucked man. Had another one. I cannot live like this. She's full, she's as full of shit as a Christmas goose. I'm done. <laughs> no more. All right. It's a new one. <laughs> the constant insults, the demeaning, belittling, most heartbreaking spew that's only released from a malicious, evil, vindictive cunt. But you know what? Far more hurtful than her venomous and degrading, endless educational ranting is her hideously and purposely hurtful tirades and her goddamn shocking treatment of the man that she was meant to love above all. Here's the real deal, mate. Her obsession with herself is far more important. She's so fucking ambitious and she's so desperate for success and fame. That's probably why I was acquired, mate. Although she hammered me with what a sad old man and has been I am. Has been, I am, not husband, has been. <laughs> Cohen, one of his other doctors, has done me one of the most cruel favors. I'm very, I'm so very sad. I cut the top of my middle finger off. What should I do? Except, of course, go to the hospital. I'm so embarrassed for jumping into anything with her. Fuck the world, JD. So he said to that, that he was saying it like you say, I broke my arm, I broke my leg, I, whatever else. But... I don't know. He's not, he's not admitting that he did it to himself. Mm -hmm. That's not what I got from it at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, that's what people are insinuating that he said he did it that's to himself. That's what the son, yeah, in the UK trial, they were like, okay, well, right there, he admits that he cut his own finger off, but it's like also, it Read was, that one line again? Yeah. Sorry? Mm -hmm. I cut the top of my middle finger off. What should I do? Except, of course, go to the hospital. No, I in in con I guess so in context. In no, context. I didn't get it like that yeah. he said he did it to himself. So I didn't either. I was reading the court transcript this week and I was like, "Oh shit, they're like literally saying like, no, you admitted to it." And I was like, "That doesn't Where? like no, yeah. cuz like he literally says like and I mean also even like okay, say he cut his own finger off, but the doctor says and it's a He's like, going on and mechanism. on about like that she's done all these things to him that she's belittling him that she's mm -hmm. like so he's listing like all the stuff he's like suffered at her hand. Yeah. So then to David. So remember that week in um, uh, May um, on the 30th of 2016, May 30th, 2016, excuse me. Remember that whole week where she goes for the separation. We did that in part one and part two of this whole series. Um, he had texted David 
I am so completely in shock over the restraining order. I finally get to see who she is. I'm sad. I'm not so angry, though the injustice is clear, and I did nothing of the kind of what she's spouting off about, man. You were right there. I lied to everyone about what happened to my finger. I had to protect her. She truly is, as you once said, bordering bordered, bordering personality. I think you meant borderline personality. She needed to be angry about something. I left her that night because she got physical and wanted to take a few choice swats at me. She's so fucked up. And as such, I still love her. I will never allow her to look me in the eyes again. My mom passed away, but Amber fucking died. Malcolm's statement. <laughs> and Malcolm. Here you go. And to Malcolm. That's a, uh, yeah. Get a refill. It might be just because we're talking about such traumatic subjects. <laughs> and hands. And I'm right. thinking like, oh. So just to let everyone know, Malcolm worked in security for over 20 years and has worked for Johnny for at least 16 years by this point in time. So he's seen a lot of shit then. He's either seen a lot of shit or Johnny has Not been this chaos. Not because of Johnny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean oh, like he's been wise. with him. Yeah, yeah he's mm-hmm. been in security for a mm-hmm. long time. He's yeah. been with Johnny a really long time. Yeah. And then this Amber stuff, He's now he's really seen it he's all. He's really seen it um he's like looking for fingers on the ground (laughs) poor ben someone had to bag it and bring it in poor ben king i was working for johnny in australia in march 2015 at the time of the incident and i can say that amber's account of when we had to take him to the hospital to treat his finger injury on the 8th of march 2015 there's no resemblance to my recollection at the time i was staying in an apartment block called peppers in broad beach Most of the crew and security were all stationed there. I remember at some point in the middle of the afternoon on the 8th of March, 2015, getting an urgent call from Jerry Judge, Johnny's head of security, who is no longer with us, but who used to be in charge of Johnny's security. Jerry had been doing something else that day, so he wasn't around. He told me to get to the property urgently with Andrew, the driver. His words were along the lines of, Malcolm, get in the car and extract the boss from the situation. The property was just off the highway <laughs> with a long drive. It's a hostage situation. It was 20 next minutes to a highway. Off. <laughs> Outside patrolling the grounds for security reasons, there is always an RST, resident security team, with two four wheeled vehicles and four guys, like I'd said in last. Yeah, so we're like, there's four dudes there and oh, ATVs. Geez. You want to escape your hostage situation? There's your method out, girl. And you have a phone. Yeah. Like the easiest mm-hmm. way. And in out, court transcripts, but. it would be said that they were positioned outside the front door. So how could she not get out to, I mean, she had her cell phone too, but like whatever. Yeah. I got to we're the door. We're in agreement on this one. Oh, that's crazy. I got to the door around 1.32 PM and knocked, but there was no answer. I could hear the ruckus inside. I opened the door, which wasn't locked. Guys, why are you not locking your doors? You're like big celebrities. Anyways, whatever. And saw Johnny in the foyer area of the house. He and Amber were screaming at each other. He was wearing, she was wearing sort of a green silk night thing. You might call it a slip. I do find that. I mean, I guess she said on the second day that she'd been wearing Dr. Kipper's nightgown and then it got ripped off her. And then there was like, it was all wrapped wrapped up the meetup. He wrapped the (laughs) meetup in it. But I just like the nightgowns. It's so interesting to me, but Malcolm says, I shouted at Johnny's words to the effect of, come with me, you are coming with me. I then took his arm, trying to remove him out, but he broke away. I said again, words to the effect of, Johnny, come with me. It wasn't easy, but I got him outside. 
I had the car door open and we were outside. Johnny said to me words of the effect of look at my finger. She cut my fucking finger off. She smashed my hand with a vodka bottle. I saw his finger and it was a mess. He also told us that she had put a cigarette out on his cheek. I could see the mark on his face. Amber appeared at the door and then came close to the car, screaming and crying and calling out words along the lines of, are you just going to leave like this, you fucking coward? And she was saying, I love you. I love you. Is this how you're going to end this? She was not making a lot of sense. One second, she's begging Johnny not to leave the house, and then she's screaming at him for running away. She was absolutely hysterical. I was worried that she might start throwing objects at Johnny or at myself, because this is a tendency for this woman. Yeah. Fair enough. As I had seen her throw objects before. For example, I had seen her lob a fork in Johnny's general direction. Another time, a fork. (laughs) Another time, I recall she threw a lighter at him. Another time, a can of Coke. Oh, yeah. This girl throws anything in her reach. (laughs) Don't let her near anything, especially not a Magnum bottle of anything. (laughs) Not near anything. Uh, I knew that we needed to get out of there as soon as possible. Like, just because of Amber. Like, that's a nightmare. She's, yeah. I could see Amber's face very clearly. She did not have any marks on her face or arms, and she did not look like she was in physical distress. So she did not look like she was drugged through glass. And scratched up, remember? And covered in blood. Do you remember that? Yeah, she, she was, was like, there was, was blood all over blood. the floor. And mm. it was mine. I wasn't sure if it was mine. Yeah, and she even said like the day, like right before she Johnny's like, security. struggling in the glass yeah. to like climb out. No. <laughs> and even before Johnny's security came up, she was like, all, she was like, I was covered in blood. So I thought all of his blood could be mine or like whatever else. I'm like, girlfriend. No, it could be the finger that's missing. There's that. <sighs> exactly. Exactly. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. I was much more concerned about Johnny. He was obviously in emotional distress and panicking. He wasn't that drunk or out of it though and was easily standing on his own and having a conversation. I would estimate that I was there around 25 minutes in total. We then took Johnny to my apartment at around 2 p.m. On the basis it was private. Unfortunately, one of my guys, Trevor, was there when we were getting um, into the lift. And I told him to stop anyone else from using the lift so that I could get Johnny in without anyone seeing him. Elevator. Yeah. 
Yes. I was, I was like, pause. Yes. <laughs> as soon as we got into my apartment, I started clearing, cleaning Johnny's finger in my bathroom. When I saw it properly, I Ugh. knew Yikes. it was too much for me, even though I'm first aid trained. Debbie, Dr. Kipper's nurse, had been allocated an apartment in the same block as me. I called her, got her to my apartment. It took her about three minutes from when I called her, and she was she started the triage on Johnny's finger. She then called Dr. Kipper and asked him to come over for a second look. When Dr. Kipper arrived approximately 30 minutes after Johnny and I got there, he said that it was beyond his capability and told us we needed to take Johnny to the hospital. Jerry and I then took Johnny to the hospital with Dr. Kipper and Nurse Debbie. It must have been around 4.35 o'clock. We knew that we could not let the true cause of Johnny's injuries become known as this would create extremely bad publicity. As a result, Jerry suggested that we should say that Johnny had injured his fingers while, finger while slicing onions. I thought it was fairly obvious that this was not true, given the severity of the injury, and suggested that he, we say he jammed it in a car door. However, we did the onion cover story. The specialist didn't believe us for one second. Johnny... Yeah. <laughs> Johnny didn't go back to the house over the next few days. Instead, he stayed at my apartment with me. <sighs> so Amber had asked Ben King twice on the flight. I know we've gone over this a couple of times, but she's, she asked if he'd ever been so angry with someone that you just lost it. And then he replied, no, he never had. That had never happened No, most him. people don't just like lose their shit and start <laughs> throwing things. Like, like maybe you like stomp off or something yeah. or you like, like, I don't know. What do you do when you're mad? Um, sometimes I yell, um, but I'm trying to get a handle on that. (laughs) (laughs) I think realizing that you get out of hand is like the biggest key to like calming yourself down. Like knowing before you get to that level 10. Yeah. 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 Oh man. And then we don't just lose it and throw things. No, no. It's not like a once in a lifetime thing where she's like, have you ever just lost it? Like, Oh girl, like every day. Is that what you're talking about? Like. You're daily, like, throwing life. a Coke can. Of well, we know she was a- throwing things even at Taja, even from yeah. like Stephen Crowley's podcast of, like, okay, so this was just a common thing with this woman. She just... So, don't date Amber Heard is the takeaway from everything. But he replied um, that it had never happened, and then she looked, like, incredulous. She was like, she, you don't get that angry? So she repeated herself, you have never been so angry with someone that you just lost it? No. And when he said no again, she finally stopped pressing the matter. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane to me. Again, we've talked about this before that she like believes her lies and her what like she just believes that she's so right. Yeah. That she's like, I can't believe other people don't act like this. Mm-hmm. Like it's so narcissistic. It's so narcissistic. And yeah. Yeah. It's very strange. And Everyone else like, no, we don't act like that. No. Like, you don't? Um, I did want to look at her medical real quick. I wanted to read, like, her actual medical. We kind of touched on it because Johnny obviously went to the ER. We just talked about his. Um, So she says she's beat within an inch of her life, and um, this is her medical notes. So 3-8-15. So this was noted 3-8-15 as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Not in the LA. third and fourth. Where? Um, this was um, in Australia by Debbie Lloyd. The, oh, so the, the nurse, nurse was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Client will be returning to Los Angeles tomorrow, 3-9-15, accompanied by house manager Ben. RN, RN plans to meet client upon arrival. CT, I think, is Amber. CT is in touch with RN via text throughout the day expressing feelings. Yes, it's, it's Amber. Expressing feelings of moderate to severe anxiety. So she has anxiety. Probably, I would think my marriage was over 
at this point. Um, or you're going to have like a press issue or something. Something, yeah. yeah. CT complained with medication, including Xanax, and um, now a dose at, she listed like the time, with prompting from RN, deep breathing and relaxation techniques reviewed with CT. CT states medication and breathing effect, effective in reducing anxiety. So she had anxiety. Mm-hmm. And it makes no mention of like any physical mm-hmm. um yeah. Injuries. So this, yeah, this is Dr. Connell Cohen. This is his medical no- notes for her. And he was, um, her, I believe psychotherapist throughout this. He said, um, very difficult maintaining continu- continuity of care with Amber. Her travel schedule has presented, prevented any meaningful communication. Amber is with JD in Australia where he is working difficult to match times, but not impossible Concerned that she hasn't made more of an effort to make this happen. Her exchange of number and texts, they are fighting relationship, volatile and destructive to any sense of growing trust. Her coping skills seem minimal talks about feeling lost and not knowing what to do trying to arrange an actual conversation to evaluate big event that turned angry, trying to piece together the specifics. They're both volatile, but she doesn't back down when she's confronted. Understand he badly injured his hand. Then more notes. So this was three, nine 15, the very next day. And this is from Debbie Lloyd. RN and CT Amber in touch via text and phone calls after CT arrived at three o'clock CT expressed feeling sad CT attended two hours of psychotherapy sessions. Reports feeling a little more sorted out after session. RN met CT and her friends for dinner. CT appears in good spirits, laughing and socializing, appetite normal. CT states she would like to discuss recent events between her, her, her and her husband with RN in private tomorrow. Plans are made for RN to visit CT at home tomorrow. CT has been compliant with medication throughout the day with prompting. RN encouraged CT to notify her if she needs anything throughout the night. Yeah, so it's like really telling that there's not like any mention from any medical professional about any physical injuries to Amber. It's about how stressed she is or anxious she is or Mm -hmm. it's just like normal notes about her going about her normal life. Yeah, and that she she doesn't know how to handle things. Um, Yeah, that she has poor coping. We could have told you that. Here's a text from her doctor to her. I know you're discouraged and feeling lost right now. I don't know what's going on, but I do know that. You have two choices here. You can isolate or you can reach out. I know how much you want to change. You want to do something that moves you in the right direction? Call me. Together, we can pick our way through whatever is going on. Now is the time to be kind to yourself, not angry. Pick up the phone, Amber. <laughs> yeah, like if you want to help yourself, there you are surrounded by professionals. They can teach you how to help yourself. It's just so interesting that it's all about like helping. I don't know. Well, because she needs to get a grip on like how to cope with. Seems like everything. I don't know. At 432 on March 9th, I told you the Range Rover was going to come. (laughs) She does not need help coping with a Range Rover. Get it together. She texts someone. I don't know who, but this is a text from her. I also have the insurance paperwork for the Range Rover. I looked at it, and the name on the insurance is just Johnny's. Can you please add me to the policy, or add my name, rather? I can leave it for you on the table here at Penthouse 3 if you want. Yeah, she's got, like, no cares in the world, except for the Range Rover. 
Like she's well, now I'm wondering why would she do that the day after if she didn't? I think she thought he was going to divorce her over this. Yeah, she's like trying to get her name on everything. <sighs> yes. So let's listen to the beginning of the secret recording. Just um, I want to talk about this a little bit. You didn't get to listen to the full. So no. for those of you who don't know, Max knows nothing about this case. I just sit down and tell you things. Yeah. <laughs> so he hasn't left the house yet in this recording. Where are they? They're at they're at the mansion. This is still March eighth. He's okay. he's being removed by his his security. Um, Was this her recording? Her five hour her five hour long accidental recording? Accidental. Yeah, that would drain your battery. <laughs> I know. I'm like, did you plug it in you're, and then just leave it or like, like hang on, come closer? I can't oh, hear you, man. Well, I'm just like saying it jokingly, but not because she was like when she was recording him slamming the cabinet, she was like repositioning the camera to make sure it like got the best angle of what was happening. It's so funny. Then covering it with her drink because he gets too close and yeah. yeah. Just ridiculous. It's not like accidental recording. No. That. She knows what she's doing. And Jerry even says that in this recording. Oh. He says on the phone to Christy, he goes, she's not stupid. She knows what she's doing. Yeah, you'd have to watch your back. Christy, help me out of the YouTube. Help me out of YouTube. She knows exactly what she's doing. Okay. 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 Yeah, Debbie's like, <laughs> Debbie's done. Oh, no. So I have a couple clips from this I want to share, share with you. I can't, they're we can't like listen looking to the around party. for a fingertip. It's not um, like in the wall that they're looking. It's not the punched no. wall story. It's not the smashed phone story. They are looking around. Yeah. <laughs> around for a fingertip. Man. Um, so yeah, nowhere in this recording does anyone discuss Amber having any injuries whatsoever. All the concern in it is for Johnny and not for Amber at all. They're just concerned with getting her the fuck out of the country. Um, all everyone there knows what happened. It's really clear. It's extremely They're clear. They're like, get her away from him, sedate her, calm her down. She's going to freak out from the guilt. Yeah. Yeah. And there's even a part in the recording where Jerry Judd says he'll make a deal with the devil to get her the hell out of Australia. Like he's fucking done. Done. He's and she's panicking done. that he's done. Yeah. Yeah. And he, that's how he decides that Ben King is going to be the one to take her back. Cause it, Ben King says in his statement, he sat upstairs with her and talked and like, she's obviously a mess at this point. Mm-hmm. Like you can hear it in the recording. So I would love to know what all was said. I'd love to be a fly on the wall for that freaking conversation. Um, but that's how it's decided that he'll take her back. Cause he's in good rapport with her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause he says like, I don't know if she's, he wants someone strong to go with her. Cause she's not going to have him because he had told Christy that she, he'd call, she had yeah, called she's him. She's not trusting him because he already knows that Christy, that she said he was a fat old man to Christy. Yeah. 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 So she's and like, I'm not your what pal. Has been, was been. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. So yeah, and at 2825, he tells Christy, I'll be honest with you, she knows exactly what she's doing, which kills me. Like, that is, like, my favorite She's trying favorite to pick the weakest quote. link to, like, see if she can get them to believe her story. Yes, but I did want to say, so you know her accusations that Johnny was on a bender? I do want to l- let you listen to, near the end of the recording, this is said, and this is bonkers. Like, it's absolutely wild. Uh, 
Rewind that. <laughs> I know, like I laughed so hard. All I was Whoa, popping was what? Xanax, Adderall, ecstasy, hallucinogens. Me, all I'm popping is birth control. She's what? over here fucking. <laughs> I know. I was like, can I have a Tylenol? Am I going to be okay? Well, this brings back to the point. Do you remember? I think it was the judge. We said this in the la- one of our last videos, but I think it was a who, no, there was a text between her and Dr. Kipper. And Dr. Kipper said, if you are so concerned that drugs are the issue in your marriage, then Stop bringing why drugs are you the doing marriage. them? Yeah, he put them on the invite. He even says, why were you doing ecstasy in Australia? So she was, she was high. You cannot convince me she was not fucking high for this. Like, stop it. Okay, so don't even say that just Johnny was high. Okay, but like, honestly, this was a task to put together. Like, well, to piece it together because it's it's actually like how how long did this take course over? Well, it's three days, but like the finger. Well, was it three days? Was though? it three days? That's it. But five hours. I mean, there's so we've gone we've talked about it for almost five hours. I know, I know. It's absolute insanity. So, yeah, that's the Australia incident. I I mean the thing that makes the most logistical sense to me and the thing that doesn't seem made up is she threw a vodka bottle after being mad about the postnuptial. And I think they, I think however long, I don't know when she truly or mad about whatever. Cause it yeah. seems like anything can set her, set off. her off. Yeah. But like, I don't know when she arrived in Australia because I mean, that's kind of almost up for debate at this point. I think they were fighting about a postnup that entire fucking time. I think it was a vacation from hell, seeing her husband from hell, but um, wow, it was not a hostage situation it was the fact that she describes it like a hostage situation after she's like talking about all the fun drugs she's on like oh and then in the audio she's like I don't want to leave I don't want to leave him I don't want to leave and what if what if I don't want to lose him I don't want to and I'm like okay girl like pick a side it's not a hostage situation and the fact that she submitted this audio like to court and was like I was in a hostage situation (laughs) like Please, girlfriend. Like, Do you need to hear yourself? Like, can you can you listen to this again? Well, so the media this week. So we film in advance. So this will be like a week after the trial started. So yeah. I don't know what's going on then with everything. But the media this week has been trying to put it to all of us that are Johnny Depp supporters that um, Amber's been through enough already, and we don't need to be questioning her or anything. We just need her to like heal from this. And I'm like bullshit. She lied. Like we have gone through, she's a perjurer. She is a perjurer. We have gone through so much court stuff in the last like what five six episodes, and it's like she is fucking lying. So stop it. Like it's it's disrespectful to real survivors of abuse. It's, I mean, no victim blaming, but she's also an aggressor. Yeah, clearly she's she's an an abuser. Yeah, abuser. Oh yeah. So yeah, and I mean, she even says it in the audio. Is like my favorite. We're we're gonna go. um, Spoiler alert. We're gonna go into Whitney Hurd's statement and everything next week. And, um, to that point, like she says, Amber says that's the only time she ever hit our Johnny is when she punched him to keep him away from her baby sister. We'll get into that. But it's like, no, it's not. Cause if you listen to the audio, she says, I was hitting you, babe. I wasn't, I wasn't punching you. Like it was open-handed. Like yeah. it was an open-handed slap. Not to mention all the things you threw yeah. or the other forms of abuse, like putting a cigarette out on somebody. Yeah. Like just yeah. cause you only hit, hit somebody. You think like you crossed the line? No, like all of this is abuse. Yeah. So I'm really excited um, for next week's episode. It's crazy. I literally think the Whitney Heard, Amber Heard situation, it really proves that 
there perjury there was perjury yeah. like um and i i don't know how like i understand like honestly after looking at this australia incident i mean if i was the judge we're looking at a libel case between what newspapers can print i mean honestly i would be like the newspapers can print whatever the hell they want about the two of you because i don't like this because is, you're both so off off the charts i mean this. like i love johnny but this i mean this was a lot this was you know um and like i'm just saying like i mean tabloids oh, the I'm sun is to hear what the, the sun judge is has not, to say about it yeah oh yeah but like honestly justice nichols though like literally hurt him saying that it was a hyperbole it was excusing her saying the hostage thing and i'm like there's no excuse for that because she alleged it several times and that's a lie it wasn't a hostage situation so how dare you and then he has used you remember we talked yeah. about how he found it applicable for her, her to be called a a newspaper or like that he could be called a wife beater, excuse me. So he found it like, that's fine that he can be called a wife beater, but it was because he found 12 of the 14 incidents that she alleged true. This is one of those incidents. And it's like, but you so saw you're, all you're the lies was true. Like a tally in her true column. Yes. Yeah. And that's disgusting. Right. Like I, that's where I'm like at a loss. I'm like, well, it can't just be about truth. Like, it's like, no, it's not. Cause what's, true is like i think she threw a vodka bottle i mean up for debate i guess but with all of her lies about she's got three different incidents of how he cut his finger off she's she doesn't know what drugs or even what liquor he was drinking like at that point she's i mean and i mean then you talk about kate james and her statement and how she stole her sexual violence which we will get into her story well with like a lot of celebrity cases there's trial like in the through the court system and then there's like trial by media yeah so yeah i'm sure they can print what they want but that's why it's important to go through what actually may have happened so you can form your own opinion yeah and i do want to say too like a lot of people do get on the johnny depp um crew for like saying like oh well you love his movies and like but i don't i don't think that's where it's at like it's not it's not that a lot of us a lot of us are domestic violence survivors and so that's where we kind of step in and I'm not saying he's perfect in this at all. There is no perfect victim of domestic violence, but I don't think he physically assaulted Amber Heard at any point in his relationship. And it's wild when you start. And I was someone who, when Amber came out, I believed her and I was like, Oh my gosh, like I can't believe I ever supported this man. But then when the court documents came out, when all of the audio, everything else, I was like, Holy shit, what are you doing? I understand siding with the victim out of the gate because you want to like, you don't want a victim blame. Mm -mm. Sure. But yeah, so that's my little rant on this whole um, thing. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I know for myself, since transitioning to a working from home environment, the importance of taking care of your own mental health. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Now, it's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. The service is available for clients worldwide, and you can log into your account anytime, day or night, to message your therapist. It's more affordable than traditional in-person therapy, and financial aid is available. You can visit their website and read other clients' testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash ITT, that's better, H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And for listeners of Innocent Till Tipsy, you can go to their website and get an additional 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash ITT. That's betterhelp.com slash ITT. Thanks for listening to me. I oh know, my like, gosh, I can't wait for the next one. I'm so excited for that because There's I've so much. talked about that on my TikTok an awful lot, but 
as usual, like, um, feel free to rate, like, subscribe, do all the things so you don't miss another episode of us. We're going to be talking about, or we're going to be posting the National um, Domestic Violence Hotline, um, as we always do when it comes to these cases. Um, we've talked about this a lot, but the most dangerous time is when you try to leave an abusive relationship. So make sure if you're in that situation that you're checking that out. Um, but yeah, we're kind of at the end of everything. How did you like the wine this time? Oh, I did fine on this wine. I like it. I love it, actually. I'm <laughs> big, um, what is it, Sinister Hand supporter over here. I like it. It was good. Yes. Cheers. Till next next time. time. Bye. A Huda Media Production.